my friends. Hello. Cheers, mates. It's me, Rumor. As you know, this is my podcast, Getting Effie. It is, I believe, around the 85th night. We're not too concerned about that, but what we are concerned about is it is the season final of season 22, All Stars. I love a follow on Twitter and a follow on Instagram. That's where I put all my cheeky little posts with photos and videos, and I aim to please and entertain. I am pre-recorded coming to you from what I think is the greatest city in the United States, which would be New York City at the corner of pandemic meets boredom. And that's why I started this amazing podcast. I have met so many amazing people. I am so thrilled that you are listening to me and I appreciate your support. So please continue because as I've mentioned, my dear friends, I am planning on continuing with Effie Wisdom until Big Brother comes out in Canada. And I don't even know the season. I Honestly, I don't follow Canada that close. I like it. It's entertaining. But I feel like now is a good time since we are still kind of dealing with this being shut in with the pandemic. And I hope everybody is safe and healthy. And well, I will try to continue to entertain you in my cheeky, witty way. So darlings, as I've said, this is rumor. We're getting effy. My podcast is getting effy. And here we go. It is the end of week 12. It is the season final. And I will do a quick review for my mates and we'll talk about things. So as we know, the final three are Nicole and Cody and Enzo. So we know that Cody is sitting really very fine considering, not just because he's a handsome lad, but because he's sitting fine because he's had a final two with Nicole and with Enzo since basically the first, well, day or two of the beginning of the season. So the first week. And we know that there's the Jersey boys and Nicole and Cody never really put a name on it. I can't remember if they did. Not that that's important. There's not going to be a test later about it. I, I remember a few things being discussed, but basically I call it Cody or Nicole group or the Jersey boys. And that would be Enzo and Cody. And well, there was, um, you know, discussion going around, but basically, as I said in my previous podcast, that Nicole's mind was very, you know, made up very, very strong. There was no way it was going to be wavered. She was taking Cody. She, you know, once in a while had some discussions with Cody, like, you're not wavering, are you? I mean, you're going to for sure take me, right? Because Enzo has made it 
very clear that his children could use the money and maybe should I, you know, think about taking him? And, you know, Cody was like, no, no, of course I'm going to take you. I'd never let you down, basically, you know. And she was like, oh, because I would never let you down. I would for sure take you. And I believed that. I definitely believe that from Nicole. I think that she was very sincere about saying that she was going to take Cody. Now, she did say, oh, that's my dog. He's digging in the pillow next to me, was sitting in my bed, and he, like, digs, you know, to, I don't know, where are you digging to? Where are you trying to find? I guess he's probably trying to dig to Michigan, since we've heard that Michigan is absolutely beautiful. And, of course, all the colours are out because of autumn. Oops, I'm off the subject. Once again, rumour, take a microdose and get it on with getting Effie. Okay, so we know that Nicole was very sincere. And, you know, what I was thinking to myself was, I wish she would have been this sincere to Dave Vaughn. You weren't supposed to be friends with Cody prior to starting the season and you guys really didn't hang out so what does Cody have that Devon doesn't have that's why you would be so loyal to Cody like you'd never waver with your loyalty I mean I thought that was a little interesting you know I mean it's interesting how people think about things and how they justify behaviors in their mind. So the moral of that story is that she is, uh, the moral of that story is is that I don't think that's right, but the end of that story, the subject, the main conclusion is, is that she was not wavering. She was definitely going to take Cody if she won the final round of HOH. And we'll review this. We know that she won the first round, which was bloody good. I mean, she had to spin around in that merry-go-round. And, you know, it's nauseating to have to do that. She was dressed up like a zombie. They all were with all makeup and stuff. And there were, I guess there weren't actually zombies that came out. I think that they had like little ghosts kind of running across the screen. and uh, But it wasn't like people dressed up like ghosts because of the bubble of the pandemic. So that was a rumor that I heard on Twitter and it was incorrect. So we know that it was... You know, they were, dr- there was like a, a crescent moon arm type of thing that I was explaining to you that hits people as they go around in the merry-go-round. Anyway, Enzo was out within five minutes. That was ridiculous. And Cody lasted for about 30 minutes and she lasted for obviously a minute longer. So she won and that was a very difficult comp for her to win. So she's won two HOHs and one veto. But the only one that counts is the fact that she won this round of the final HOH. So she won and she would not play in the next competition because the two losers of the first competition play each other. So, you know, or compete against each other, I should say. And so that competition 
was questions and balancing and and uh, trying to decide like what house guests put it in order whatever you know like you know how it is they always have these you know questions of trying to figure out who came first and you know who did this and who didn't do this and you know and then they had to like run across a balance beam and 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 put the answers and i think maybe even dangle on something so you know whatever i mean it's not like i need to explain it into complete detail for you you get the drift and if you're watching the show of course you saw it and so cody won that and he was up against enzo and i mean enzo hello mate it was not his comp okay he was out now cody was finished with the competition in four minutes it took enzo 34 minutes so it wasn't his comp at all and he kind of had a little bit of a breakdown and the way that he described it on feeds because we didn't see it yet was like i was thinking he should have to do his apologies the way he made it out like i'm so embarrassed i shouldn't have done that i shouldn't have blown up i hope my children don't think anything different well the only thing that your children are going to think is what the bloody hell are you saying that's it i'm done they should just take each other i'm done and you tell the each other you're telling cody and nicole nicole's even like crying about it it was so ridiculous that enzo did that you never give up you never lay down and let the bus run over you i don't even know what he's thinking i i was i was sitting there watching it thinking what are you doing mate shut your bloody mouth and get on with playing the social game that you've played so well throughout you know the rest of the next couple days i mean you know you still have a chance you're not completely out it just is what it is you didn't win and he was like it is what it is they should take each other you know okay well whatever i thought that was ridiculous i was very disappointed in him playing this kind of tantrum thing but then yet being so self-loathing you know being against yourself and already putting yourself defeated so it made me a little aggravated but what i will say about enzo is he is the type of bloke that He's in a situation, and if it's not going his way, he mourns it, or he has his little, you know, riff to himself, you know, he puts down himself, and then he does shake it off and get going. He's not the type that, like, curls up and pulls the covers over his head and sits there until the final day. I mean, he he got to work. I mean, he, he did mourn it, and he did sleep a little bit more but than usual, but they all did. And he did, though, get to work. Like, when Cody was taking a nap, he went over to Nicole, and he was in the kitchen, and he was saying, you know, you should think about taking me, Nicole, because... I am beatable. You will probably win against me. You should think about taking me because all I have for me is a social game. You've done this and this and you got out. If you get out Cody, that means you got out two amazing players. And honestly, if Nicole did play that card, she would have got out two hum- you know, huge players in the game. You know, I mean, she would have got out two 
big players in the game. And so she was just kind of thinking and being polite and agreeing and stuff like that. And then he did try to, you know, talk to his friend in uh, Cody and he did say, Cody, I definitely think that you should think about the fact that she'll probably win against you. And, but then he wasn't doing it like enough. Like I, like I've told you, I would have been following Cody around. <laughs> I would have been like, it, what would you like for dinner, Cody? Let me talk to you while you should take me to final two. And I will always be second and you'll be first. And he did a little of that, but then he did some stuff in the camera like, they're both afraid to take me. They're going to take each other because they're afraid to take me because I've had such a dynamic social game that they won't win against me. Well, I thought that was a little over-exaggeration, Enzo, because I do think that jury members also look at the whole strategy of each player. Now, there's definitely, of course, bitter juries, and they will vote bitterly, but I think that the majority of these all-stars think in a different way. They're thinking more of the game moves and how many comps you win, and if you're social, and, well, of course, Cody is the triple threat he is social and that goes across the board that's social with each player he's also dreamy looking and he's got a great personality and he's able to kind of look like the dum-dum and well we know that because what happened when the zingbot the zingbot came and well you know, he made a joke about Cody being stupid. And we know Cody's not stupid. He's been studying since day one, and he's done extremely well. I actually knew that he would be final two. And I actually predicted that they would, you know, that this would be the final three. I I said these three or someone or Christmas. So I wasn't that far off. I said it was either the three or Christmas it would be with the Jersey Boys. And so Cody is contemplating all week about what he's going to do at the end of the week when he has to play the final round of HOH. And if he wins, who will he take? So he's been struggling with this. He's going back and forth. And it really is, you know, in his mind, apples and oranges. But it really isn't because he would have a much more difficult time beating Nicole if he want to be first. And of course, you don't to play to not be number one. You don't play to be second. So I could see that that would be very, you know, try, troubling to try to be thinking how to do this, what's the right move, and that's what he was doing all week. They were all sleeping a lot. I mean, ridiculous amounts. That comes with, of course, the nervous energy and the exhaustion of boredom. 
Because bo- being bored is exhausting. And I know we all know this with the pandemic, being shut inside, you become tired. I, it's the funniest thing. I don't even know. When I'm going to see me mates in Hollywood, I am, it's the funniest thing. I am on a whole different schedule. I am exhausted at like eight o'clock. And it's just, I don't know if it's because all my time is filled with trying to socialize and it's talking and they have to talk all the time, trying to like constantly get people to understand their point and it's just exhausting. So a lot of that, a lot of boredom sleeping and sleeping because you're emotionally in, you know, your brain is exhausted, I I believe. And so there was a lot of sleeping and there's not a lot of eating with this three. I mean, they, they make their meals and, you know, basically they're not big cooks. I'm a big cook, so I would be cooking constantly and baking. And I definitely be the person that puts on the 10 pounds over the three months that you're in the house or whatever, because I would, that's what I do at a boredom. I cook and bake. So I would definitely be doing that. I was surprised it wasn't like a lot of eating for no reason. Like it often is. I mean, it it's often eating for no reason. And so they don't do a lot of that. There's not a lot of nibbling. They're all very conscious about their physiques. I mean, Enzo's a little less, but he has a natural, beautiful physique. And they all have great physiques, great bodies. And so I'm assuming that they're putting some energy into keeping a very tight habits of eating properly. Now, I do know that Nicole lost 30 pounds or 20 pounds from her first time she was on the show to now. She looks great. She looked great when she was 30 pounds heavier. So I didn't even think she needed to lose any weight, but we all noticed that. And that could have been because she changed her diet to being a pescatarian. So I just wasted about five minutes talking about nothing. And as the week went, you just noticed this constant pull with Cody trying to decide what to do. Enzo has pretty much mourned in bed that he's going to be the third out. And Nicole seemed very confident that she was probably going to win because she did do a lot of exception, you know, speeches, accepting her win speeches or being final two and sitting in the chairs. And she kept on going over and over that. And they did packing. They all had to pack up the stuff and I would have just thrown it all in a trash bag. I do it, you know, I always laugh because I remember watching Ozzy Osbourne children. And I remember that's how they pack, you know, they just, the the young lad would just like throw everything in a garbage bag. And so I think I would do that. You know, it's just funny. And so, it, but because honestly, I'd sort it out once I got to my sequester. You know, you sit in a, 
a room or something before you go to jury or you not a room you sit in like a hotel room for like 24 hours you have a handler that's what they call them somebody that basically babysits you so I would just do that I would just throw it in I'd maybe pack an overnight suitcase a couple day suitcase but most of it I'd just throw in it a double bag, trash bag. Oh, rumor, you're obviously not raised properly. Wouldn't you fold and iron and make sure all your clothes are nice and neatly packed so you could look and appear that you've been brought up properly? No. (laughs) My, my family would really, my, my papa is definitely rolling around in his grave but no i would not i would throw it all in a trash bag i couldn't be bothered i mean especially at this your way all this stuff is weighing on you you've come all this way you've been in the house stuck for 80 some days and you were in sequestry and so now you're have been away from your family for about 100 days no i'd throw it all in a trash bag I'd make, of course, a clean one, and I'd pack just for three days. And then I'd sort it out when I'm crying. If I was the third person out, I'd sort, I'd sort, you know, third person, third place, I'd sort it out in my hotel room crying, and it would give me something to do. So that's how I would pack because they were. Nicole was complaining a lot about packing. She felt that somebody should pack for her, like a production assistant. Well, Nicole, we all can't be precious little princesses, and you have to pack yourself. You're a big girl. And, well, she was kind of upset about that. And, you know, Enzo and Cody just threw it all in and packed it up, and they were done packing in, like, I don't know, maybe an hour, and Nicole took like three hours. So, I mean, maybe not three, but two and a half. Okay, so she, they were doing the packing, and of course they couldn't go outside, so out into the back to play, you know, a little game of pool or something, or swim in the pool. They couldn't do any of that, so they were stuck in the house, and it was very boring. And remember, they don't have a TV set and they don't have any other like exciting things that they can do except play some simple games like chess, backhammon. And I'm trying to think if they have any other games. They they might have some other puzzles. Now, at least they have that. I've seen seasons where they don't even have that. They have nothing, no pen and paper. I mean, that's a given. They don't allow that. No TV, no like videos or something that you could just watch that's already pre-taped. Nothing like that. And then they haven't even had games in the past. So, I mean, these people would have to make up games. It was like, it would drive you crazy. So at least they have some games to play. They played backgammon about 550 times, and that drove them crazy, I'm sure. And they took a lot of showers. I know that they would make jokes about, oh, I think I'm going to take another shower today. <laughs> I would be the same way. I would probably, oh, you know what? The HOH would be closed. I was going to say I'd go up to the HOH and take a shower, but no, the HOH is closed. Because nobody is HOH. So they would just take showers. And like I said, I would fill the time with baking and cooking and getting fat. 
but they don't. They're all very, very strict about that. So they just kind of slept a lot. And there was, you know, the, the discussions about, are you taking me? Are you not? But Cody would just lie to both of them to get it, you know, to make them happy. And then I think he was, it was weighing on him to make up a decision. So we get to the final night, Wednesday night finale. And we see that the two, Nicole and Cody, are playing the final HOH. So with Cody being a winner and Nicole being a winner of the rounds, they play each other. Now remember people, Nicole has won this game prior and Cody came in second against Derek. So they're playing the final round of HOH and it's a question and answer type of what came first. They're going to be doing records and they showed like them being like, you know, top 40, top of the pops records. And then they'd show the house guest on the cover and they'd basically say, oh, this is a country western song. And then they would say, she sang this song, this song, and what song title is relevant to really what happened and what is not relevant. But basically they would just ask one question like, is, is Devon, she was on the slop as many times as she was on the block, you know, and, and that was one of the questions. And it's like A, B, or C. Of course, they both did tremendously well. And there was one that Nicole got wrong and Cody got right. So they asked about eight questions, 10 questions, and the winner was Cody. Cody was the winner of the final HOH to decide who he was going to sit by for the actual winning of the whole show. So it would either be first or second place. So he decides now if he's going to take Nicole or if he's going to take Enzo. And he was crying. He was very upset about it. He made his final decision and he said, I'm sorry, Nicole. I don't think I could win against you. So I need to evict you. And I pick Enzo to sit by me for the final decision of who wins first and second. Okay, mates, I know what you're thinking. You're going, oh, Ruma, I bet you're jumping for joy. I bet you're singing. Well, okay, I'm going to be honest with you. It was a little music to me ears, but it wasn't, I'm not trying to be cruel. I'm telling you, it just was music to my ears because, well, for one thing, I don't have to listen to Nicole's voice anymore. And for another thing, because Nicole has won 15,000. She has won in this season. She has also got her stipend. She also won a previous season. So she's already won the 500 grand. She's already won the 15,000. And she has a stipend on top of that. You know, I felt like she's, she has plenty of money that she deserved and she won. 
and so of that those things and that was enough for Nicole because Nicole did not come right this season as I've said and I lectured about it in my last podcast I just felt Nicole did Devon dirty one too many times and I was ready to say goodbye to Nicole so yes I am delighted that Cody made the right choice and sent Nicole to jury to be the final jury member. She was very upset. Of course, she would be very upset. I mean, now her, you know, she's not going to get 50,000 or she wouldn't get the grand prize of 500,000. So, I mean, I, I understand. I mean, she's devastated. I always think the second place winner that doesn't even make any sense. I mean, 50,000 between 550. I mean, they should at least get 150, but whatever. They get 50. So she was sent. But you remember with her stipend, with the extra 15 or 20,000 that she got on top of that, that she won in the game. I mean, you know, she made out pretty well. I mean, you know, whatever. And for being kind of a despicable person. She was the whole reason about Janelle. She was the whole reason about anybody associated with Janelle that got out. She whined and whimpered until Kesa got out, until Bailey got out. She was horrible about Ian, even though CBS edited it so much that people at home think that she was a sweet little farm girl. She was a wicked little rodent. So, I'm sorry, but Nicole bugger off. And I wish her well. Outside the game, I have no idea. I'm sure she's a nice... Well, I don't know about that, but she's okay. Whatever. I don't even care. It doesn't affect me whatsoever. Anyway, I do wish everyone well, so I wish her well. And she went to jury crying. And Julie kind of was trying to talk to her about it. And she was like, I just couldn't believe that. But she says it's in her voice, which is, you know, I can't believe that he did this to me. I can't believe it. You know, that's how she talks. And she basically was, you know, upset about, she was shocked that he evicted her. But then she was saying, well, he probably feels threatened by me that he wouldn't be able to win against me. Also, he probably made up his mind because I'm a, previous winner and but she didn't even say it that elegantly people she did the whining and the crying which of course i would see that in her position she spent so much time away from her loved ones she was very upset and so i mean of course you know would you rather sit next to him and make some money and be either the winner or the second place winner or would you rather have look to appear that you have nothing and, and go to jury. I mean, of course, she's upset. So she went to jury. She was the final jury member. I could definitely channel Janelle. I'm sure she was beaming, you know, with a grin ear to ear because she was, Nicole was so disgusting to Janelle and wicked to her. I mean, just playing the victim and being a baby. And Janelle is just a different type of person. She doesn't put up with that. She's not going to be begging someone to try to be nice to her. You know, Janelle acts like it doesn't affect her. But Janelle handled the way that 
Nicole treated her very well. She dealt with it. And I know that she's, of course, not fond of Nicole. And so I'm sure she was thrilled that Nicole went to jury. Also, I noticed a little cheeky grin on Devon. She was probably very happy to see Nicole in jury because she does not feel that Nicole should be sitting there when Nicole was basically dragged all the way until, you know, the last four. And she did win two things, but it took all the way until the last four people and whatever, okay? And she was not very nice in the game. I'm not saying she's not a nice person outside the game, people. I'm just saying in the game, she wasn't very nice, didn't come correct. And so I noticed that Danny kind of gave her a look and I couldn't figure out what kind of look that was. I mean, Danny always has this mean girl, disgusted look on her face, unless, of course, she sees Cody, and then she has a big beam of her pearly whites, very excited to see Cody. So she just kind of gave her a little funny look. So I'm not sure what's going on there, if they're going to have a friendship. Obviously, they probably will. You know, I believe that she's in her wedding, so I'm sure they will, but... I wonder, though, if Danny sees the whole season, if Danny's going to feel the same way about Nicole, because Nicole was pretty ruthless at the very end about Danny. So, Nicole went to jury. She's a final jury member. Enzo is elated. I mean, he is just elated. I mean, he was so happy. He was just delighted that he was now, he escaped the third place position as he was in his previous season. And so now he's sitting up against Cody. And so, I mean, he could possibly win, you know, who knows? And so he was jumping for joy. He was so happy. He was going on and on. He was telling Cody, thank you so much. This was the best thing you could do. This was a great decision. This was great. It was it was meant to be. And then he was kind of like, I think it went through his mind. Oh, she could be watching me because she's out there with Julie. But sometimes they show the people still in the house for a little bit. And so I think it went through his mind like, oh, I better say nice things about her in case she's going to be, well, of course she's going to be voting later. So he was like, she was an amazing player. She was absolutely amazing. So that was pretty funny. Um, Cody was kind of, he's like in shock here. I think this is a lot to take in. He's just cut Nicole and he's going to sit in the two chairs to be judged. And I could just see he was so overwhelmed. And I think he's worried about what maybe Nicole's husband, Victor, is going to feel about all this. But of course, it's just a game. And of course, I'm sure that Victor knows that it's just a game and he would forgive him or whatever if they're friends outside this house. And so they're, the two blokes are, are hugging. They're so happy. And that's Inzo and Cody. And they get ready to be judged. And they're judged by the jury. So the jury gets up and asks different questions. Why, why did you make this move? What's the biggest move you think you made in the game? Why do you think you deserve to win the 500,000? 
And Enzo got up and he was the cheeky little self that he is. And he said some jokes and he said, you know, it's, it's my, dynamic social game and I've, you know, I've never been on the block. I'm very social. I'm very social. I've never been on the block and, uh, I mean, I sh- I deserve to win just because of my social game and, and that I I knew who to get involved with. I knew who to make a final two with and I I played the game the best because I was so socially dynamic. And he continued to talk about not being on the block. And that was interesting, but then, and everybody laughed, by the way, and then Cody got up and Cody said a very, like, well-thought-out speech. I mean, he was like, well, mate, you actually were on the block just about 10 minutes ago when I was the HOH and I did not vote you out. I brought you with me. So he was like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess you're right. And it's like, and so that was pretty, you know, well thought about coming from Cody. Cody explained that he won almost every competition, that he won almost every veto, you know, that he had to, and he maybe lost like three or whatever. And he talked about playing the game from day one of coming into this house and playing it completely opposite of his previous season that he was on. And he was like, I was not going to be second. I didn't come here to be in second place again. I came here to win. And and then he talked about different moves he made. And of course... You know, he's right. I mean, I've said it before. Come on now. He deserves to win. I mean, out of everybody, Cody deserves to win. I, you know, I mean, actually, he was one of the least despicables. And I I think that Cody definitely deserved to win. And Enzo deserves second because he did not win any of the HOH rounds of the final HOH and a lot of his game, of course, all of his game was run by Cody. And Cody never said that in his final pitch to become the winner of season 22 when he could have. He could have said, you want to get rid of this person? I said, no, we didn't do it. You want this person? I said, no, we didn't do it. I made all the moves. Because Cody did, Enzo did not. So, the jury votes. And the winner is, ladies and gents, Cody. I mean, I knew he'd win. And we all knew he'd probably win. So, Cody is the winner of Season 22 All-Stars, CBS Big Brother. So, congratulations, Cody. What a wonderful, wonderful accomplishment. It's been a long haul. And they had to go through a lot of malarkey to be tested constantly for COVID every, you know, week or whatever. And it, it it's just a lot. Being away from your loved ones during a pandemic. And I don't know. You know what I mean? It was just, it, it was a lot. This... 
It's always a lot, but this season it was, I think, even more because of the pandemic and because they had to be constantly tested, which we all know that's taking the Q-tip and putting it all the way up your nostrils and taking a little, you know, swipe of your nostrils in a, in a nostrils. And so that can't be too comfortable. I mean, come on, you know, so they had to go through that all the time. They had to be in a bubble. They they couldn't talk to their loved ones. They're without a phone. They're without any type of entertainment. They don't even get a paper or magazines. I mean, not even old ones, you know. And so it's a huge ordeal to have to give up your life for, what, three months or something. So I thought he was well-deserving. Congratulations, Cody. And Enzo is in second place, and he brings home... to his lovely children. And so that is tremendous. I'm so happy for Enzo because these two chaps were the least out of the committee despicable people. And I mean, we know that Enzo wasn't really in the committee technically, but he was, you know, and we've talked about that. So I... I'm happy for them. I'm glad that Cody brought Enzo. I'm glad that he didn't cut his, you know, Italian brother at the end. I was worried about that. You know I was, mates. And he brought his Italian brother. And, of course, you know, Jersey is going to be thrilled, you know, two winners from Jersey. And so this is kind of a lifetime relationship versus Nicole probably because Nicole as she stated my friends I'm not saying that she should do this she has stated that she's done playing big brother she wants to go home to Victor get married and start having babies and so a lot of energy goes into that and you don't have a lot of energy and time for other you know, things, social things. So it would probably be some time when she could be really social with Cody and his girlfriend. So, I mean, let's be honest, Enzo and Cody will probably be lifetime friends. And of course, the Italian Brotherhood, Jersey, I'm very happy for them both. Congrats, Cody. Congrats, Enzo. So that is a wrap. Remember to follow me on Twitter. And follow me on Instagram. Instagram, I have so many posts. I have so many videos. They are very entertaining. And I think you'll find them, you know, interesting. You can get a cup of coffee, get a cup of tea, look at my little cheeky pictures, my videos, have a laugh, and fall in love with me a little more. So, my darlings, this has been just totally awesome to be your mate and to be your podcaster i just love it is that a word podcaster i think it is yeah of course it's a word rumor get with it start learning the podcast language (laughs) jargon i was thinking of that word okay so darlings this is a wrap for season 22 all stars big brother cbs and I, Ruma, and my podcast, Getting Effie, will continue to get Effie with you. And I'm going to tell you a few little ghost stories for Halloween. And then I am also 
going to let you know that I will be covering Big Brother Canada and we will have some cheeky stories and I will explain in detail about each player just in case you don't have a chance to actually watch Big Brother Canada. I'll also be posting on my Instagram and Twitter, but more on my Instagram because you have more time on Instagram, more space, you can edit it. It's just easier to make the podcast on Instagram. But I want you to follow me on both places because I definitely do post on both places. Like I said, I mean, mostly you're going to get the full story on Instagram with all the cheeky pictures and all the videos. And I will post those for Big Brother Canada coming up. So this should be great at my podcast for my scary little Halloween stories. I will tell you when Big Brother Canada starts. I don't know that right now. I'm hoping that they'll announce it or they've already announced it and I'll look it up. That would probably help, Rumor, and I will. I'll tell you. I'll fill you all in. So I don't have very much time because we're going to have Halloween in a couple days. So I'm going to get going and working on my scary yet true Halloween ghost story. Darlings, you take very good care of yourselves. Remember... Black Lives Matter, please get out and vote for your favorite choice of the next American president. And adopt, don't shop, so many animals in need of loving homes. I'm Rumor, this is Getting Effie, you're my effers, until next time.